welcome into another edition of NBA Sound System. Carlin Gay alongside Micah Adams, Scott Rafferty, and my man, Joe McGregor. You had your Wheaties this morning. I, huh? I am fired up, fired <laughs> up. Uh, good, good pod for you guys today. It, it is a Dwayne Wade appreciation pod. Uh, one of the greatest shooting guards to ever play the game. Arguably, and maybe we'll remove the arguably before the end of this pod, the best player in Miami Heat history. Don't answer that yet. We'll find out what you guys uh, think in a bit. But Wade's uh, jersey is going up in the rafters in Miami. Uh, he'll join Chris Bosh, Tim Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, and Michael Jordan, who never played a second for the Miami Heat, but his 23 is hanging in the rafters in the, uh, I think it's the American Airline Arena. For now. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. For now. The AAA. For now, yeah, for now. Uh, but D-Wade's three is going up. Uh, and it's going to be a great celebration. Of course, Wade was picked fifth overall in one of the most iconic drafts we've ever seen. The 2003 draft uh, spent 16 seasons with the Miami Heat, 13 all-star selections, eight all-NBA selections, three-time all-defensive team member, 12 playoff appearances, uh, won three championships with the Heat. Dwayne Wade was a bad boy, man. He, he, he really was a bad boy. Let's bring it back to the start, though. When he came on to the scene, uh, a lot of us. Let me Scott, not were you even him. alive? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was born he like was a year not, after he was drafted. He was not even paying attention to the NBA at that point. Don't do that to me. You were not paying attention to the NBA. You weren't locked in, right? Biggest Tracy McGrady fan of all time. I, I, was, I was locked in at this point. All right, fair. For, so, first D Wade memory. What is the first D Wade memory you guys have? I'm going to start here because you guys are just hating all on right. me. I'm bringing it back to the rookie season, all right? Uh, the, the when you sent like me prehistoric time ex- exactly. Uh, when when you sent HD, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it wasn't. When you sent me the list of stuff we were going to talk about today, Colin, it took me a few seconds because there's so many Dwayne Wade memories. But the first one that did jump out to me is that game winner he hit in Game One of the first round against the New Orleans um, Hornets. It was just the start of Wade, the player that we knew, the clutch player, big time scorer in the playoffs, and everything like that. You do that sitting right in front of Gil. No, it's like heartbreaking for me. That's, that's, I, I, I did not been there. I did either. I, it was it was on the road. It was on the road. I was okay. watch. I was watching it. I was definitely distraught watching it from my living room in New Orleans. So uh, that you took me there. That's also my say, first memory as well. So I did not make eye contact with you when I was saying <laughs> this. But that's your first memory. That's my first memory. Yeah, my All first. Right. My, my first. The legend of Dwayne Wade was born. I feel like in that moment. All right, go ahead, yeah, Gil. Don't. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that. It's definitely kind of like a one and a half thing for me. Uh, rewind a year before that. The Final Four is actually in New Orleans the year before. Uh, not we, my family. Now just we're moved. talking. My family, Let's my go. family, yeah. my family had just <laughs> moved down. Scott's sitting here saying the birth of Dwayne Wade had that Miami <laughs> Heat uniform. What are we now doing? We're yeah. uh, I'm the, saying the NBA legend Dwayne Wade. The, year, the year before it was the Final Four is in New Orleans. My family had just moved down there, and I remember. Uh, the, the game to go to the final four Marquette I had never I was like nine I never heard of Marquette really didn't really know who Dwayne Wade was but he had a triple double to send Marquette to the final four in New Orleans they didn't they ended up losing in the uh, in the semifinal semifinal game but that was my first like half memory of what was going on he that's when he kind of came across my attention but like Scott said game one of that first round series I'm thinking my my Hornets are gonna come out and, and get the win it's tied up D Wade makes a really clutch play, and then the, the series goes to seven. I got a chance to see uh, three of those seven games up close uh, when they came to New Orleans. So that first that first series of when I really got a chance to see that Dwayne Wade was going to be a, a force in the league. All right, let's really talk D Wade because we're, we're going college days, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had the 2003 Final Four run uh, circled down the 29, 11, 11 against Triple Kentucky in, in the Elite Eight. 
Uh, and that was at the time a really big moment because it was like Marquette's first Final Four since the seventies. Seventy-seven. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a big deal. Um, and then I think you know, I, so I'm I'm a big Chicago Bulls fan, right? And I'm getting so hyped because I'm thinking, oh my God, we're gonna get Dwayne Wade. <laughs> and I remember going into the 2003 draft thinking, oh boy. man, he's gonna slide. He's gonna slide. We're gonna oh get boy. Dwayne Wade. Pat Riley had other ideas. Took him fifth overall. We ended up with Kirk Heinrich. Kirk's my guy. Which I love Kirk Heinrich. No, not bad at the time, but man, I, I still, I still, I don't think I've ever gotten over not getting D Wade in the 2003 well, draft. Well, <laughs> we got D Wade. We didn't get Flash. Uh, you know, we got like uh, Dwayne Wade stuck in time uh, by the time we got him. But no, nah, it's actually kind of crazy looking back on it. You watch some of those Marquette games, and even prior to that NCAA tournament, like it's wild that there were even four guys that went ahead of him. Mm. I LeBron, obviously, but like I don't know what what are we doing with Darko and Chris Bosh? Come on. Bosch was nice. Darko, we don't need to go down talking fairness, about Darko Milicic, but so like D-Wade was nice. He was. In fairness to the Raptors who selected Chris Bosch ahead of Dwayne Wade, they had Vince Carter at the I time. don't care. They had Vince <laughs> Carter at the time. So, so Wade You know what would have been Carter, fun? You know what would have been fun? Dwayne yeah, Wade and Vince Carter? But you needed a big man in Toronto. They had washed up, I think it was Akeem Olajuwon at the time. They needed a big man. It's it was fine. the right choice for them. And it was the right choice for Miami Heat. Can't really blame him. Chris Bosh. No, it was one hundred percent. No, I no. You don't. You don't blame him. Bosh was good. Look, we're not going to sit here and completely uh, redo the two thousand three NBA draft. But I, the combination of the run at Marquette, the build up to that draft, and and just thinking that man, he's going to be there at seven, and then of course Pat Riley doesn't uh, let him fall because he's Pat Riley and yeah. he knows better. So last year at Marquette, he was twenty one points, four assists. Six rebounds. Uh, it was incredible. And for a guy who didn't shoot his career at Marquette, he had 34% from three-point range. Does that surprise you guys? Yes or no? I mean, how many threes did he take? I don't know. That matters. It's, it's, surprising. Scott, it's surprising. Scott's sitting here trying to do, like, era it's adjusting with just, college just, basketball. Just, just I'm just asking. Game. If he's making 35% on, like, half a three a game, you, would, but also, I, you probably wouldn't have Dwayne Wade as, like, a top 10 shooting guard in today's league. <laughs> That's, <laughs> not true. That's not no, true at all. Because he doesn't That's shoot. That's not true at all. He isn't shoot, which we'll get into. My favorite memory again, Dwayne Wade, Marquette days. Uh, like Micah said, that, that 29-11-11 triple-double against Kentucky. And it wasn't like where, where we have today, where a lot of teams are on television all the time. You see all these guys all the time. When Dwayne Wade did that at that time in 2002, it was, you weren't seeing Marquette games on cable. That, that, that just didn't happen. Yeah. So for him to just burst on the scene the way he did was incredible. Um, so that is my first memory, truly, of Dwayne Wade. Um, where do you guys sit right now when, you, when we talk about where he ranks among shooting guards all time? Now, obviously, he's already number two because we're talking about Michael Jordan being number one. So where, where does he rank? In, I, in I don't want to hear any of you guys say that. Let, let's leave James Harden out of this discussion. Why? Because, wait, because, wait a second. Why? Because you got to win something of significance to be in the conversation with the four guys that we're getting set to talk about. Okay. I don't care. You, you got to do something. I, averaging 35 a game is awesome in the regular season, and you, 
Daryl Morey can go say that he's the most gifted one-on-one player of all time. Right. That might be true. Right. you got to win something of significance. When we're talking about the greatest of all times, it's not the greatest regular season players of all times. Nobody cares about the greatest regular season players of all time. I also don't want you to discount the regular season. The regular season does matter, right? This is also quite a rent for not knowing if anyone has James Harden ahead. I'm just yes. preempting. Do any of you I'm guys have James Harden on, on your list? I'm just preempting. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about it until... Of, until, until I mean... I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him ahead. But right. also, okay. I was gonna say I, I still think an MVP is of significance. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, you know, that's something. That's I mean, that's, that's winning something of significance. That's fair. Something. I got so I got a top four. Go for it. Okay. I got Michael Jordan as number one. Right. Jerry West is number two. Okay. That's two. Okay. Dwayne Wade at number three. Mm. One spot ahead of Kobe Bryant. Mm. Yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah, I said <laughs> why, but. Why? I have, why do you I have MJ one, uh, Kobe two, Wade three. I, I thought that's why everyone was going to have. I was, uh, that, that was me too. I'm with yeah. you right there. Because that's the easy way out. <laughs> okay, so explain why. Yeah. why so yours. I think that. Clear out ISO. So, <laughs> James Harden on right now. I, I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the individual great runs meaning something. Right. And when we talk about individual great runs, what Dwayne Wade did in the 2006 NBA Finals is far, far superior to anything that Kobe Bryant ever did. And, uh, and, I, and I mean that of all respect. Back in 2011, uh, John Hollinger, at the time with ESPN, wrote that Dwayne Wade's 2006 NBA Finals performance was the greatest in modern NBA history, better than any Finals performance of Michael Jordan. Then Kobe Bryant, then Shaq, then Magic. Now, since then, I think LeBron's had a couple that, you know, you'd, you'd have something to say about that. But 34.7 points per game in over 43 minutes. They were down 2-0 in game three. The Heat trailed by 13 in the fourth quarter. D-Wade scores 12 points over the final six minutes to force overtime. Goes to the line 97 times in six games. That is still <laughs> by far the most. <laughs> In any final since the merger, and in a six-game series, nonetheless. And, you know, people point to the fact that Shaq was on that team. And by the way, when you, you were reading off those uh, jerseys that were retired, I can't believe that Shaq's jersey is retired in Miami. I did actually, as you were saying that, mm-hmm. I, like, looked it up to double-check to make sure that was right, because <laughs> I didn't believe you. Yeah. Shaq wasn't very good. He averaged 13 points a game in that finals, never scored 20 in any of them. D-Wade, at D-Wade's best, was awesome. Right. Awesome. Simply spectacular. And um, I think that that should carry weight. And I actually think, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think that the four years with playing alongside LeBron takes away a little bit from the memory of how good D-Wade was as the guy. And so for me, that 2006 performance, Boston over Kobe. Any rebuttal? I don't feel so strongly about historical stuff in the same way that Micah does. So I, I'm, I'm not, Gil, this is all you. I mean, my, my rebuttal will just be, I, I think that the Kobe, Kobe being the guy for, for two uh, championships, kind of not necessarily that one run would be more impressive than another, but I think that having two runs is, is more, two runs as the guy is more impressive than having one all-time run. Like that, that would be my only, my only argument there. That's fair. I feel like longevity longevity matters as well, right? Like Kobe had a longer prime, hundred percent. Than he Wade. Did. I, I will never even yeah. pretend to argue against that. I don't. I don't think there's a huge gap in my mind between Kobe and Wade at two and three. What I'd have it, but 
No, it's not a big gap at all. It's no. not a big gap at all. I mean, you're talking to the guy that once wrote a thing saying T-Max three-year peak was better than Kobe's three-year peak, so I'm probably the wrong person. I don't know about, about three years. Longevity here. It's like a two-year between T-Max well, and Kobe. Whatever. This, this is a T-Mac, T-Mac, T-Mac expert, but anyway. Yeah. Carlin's sitting here with a blank stare on his face. No, I'm, I'm listening to the conversation because I, I find it. I, you guys know I, I'm, not, I'm not a fair person to have a Kobe discussion with because I'm, I'm biased towards So you, you, Kobe you think Kobe's yeah, clearly number two, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, and, and so I'm sitting this one out. That's why I wanted to so, listen and see if you might have been able to change my mind. So you there's didn't, a, so there's but, a di- but, the, but there is a difference because sure. I, I think, look, if you line up all the accomplishments, you, you, uh, you pull up their Wikipedia page and you scroll <laughs> over to the right side of the screen right. and, you, and you put Kobe's next to D-Wade's, it's not a competition. Kobe's is sure. far superior. But you do that with Kobe's and Michael Jordan's and Kobe's might be superior too. And nobody's sitting here saying Kobe's better than Michael Jordan. But I do think that there's something to be said where you take if you take the very best version of D-Wade mm-hmm. and you take the very best version of Kobe mm-hmm. and you put those two guys side by side, I think I'd rather have the best version of D-Wade. Yeah, and that's where we disagree. Because if you take the very best version of Kobe, that was in the prime that you were talking about where D-Wade went off for those incredible numbers in that six-game span and no one was arguing that D-Wade was the best player in the league at that no, time. No, they weren't. That's fair. So they weren't. It, it was Kobe Bryant. So that's all I need to hear about that. Like that just that just shows me that D Wade at his peak couldn't even get into the conversation to be the best player in that time. <laughs> so why we have even having discussion of all time greatness, him being above Kobe. I would I would argue, and I would argue that D Wade's peak was that that 0809 season when he finished third in MVP voting. He averaged thirty a game. Had that. Game By the way, that's the, the highest he's ever yeah, finished, that's, which is that's, which hurts him. Yeah. It hurts a little bit, but I would, I would, I would think that, that 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 year he did some pretty incredible things. That Heat team wasn't too strong outside of who he was. I think they lost in the first round to Boston. That I'm pretty sure, but um, that that year I remember he was kind of like you know what's he going to do next? He had that game went over the Bulls where he jumped over the jumped on the uh, the yeah. score table. It was kind of an iconic moment of, of who he was in, in Miami, <laughs> and he tried to recreate it this last season. It did, 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 it, <laughs> it didn't quite, did, didn't quite, didn't didn't quite, uh, didn't quite go didn't so well. Didn't have to sit out the next game. I think, yeah, that that, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't great. But um, I definitely always look back to that and think about how just how good he was and how well he led that team that wasn't necessarily the best heat team he played on but is that, the, is that his best season that's that's the 20 uh 2008 2009 season he led the league in scoring finished third mvp voting was that the best season we've seen and by the way most games he played in the regular season was was that year he only missed three games that season that was something i feel like we haven't talked about yet that has to be talked about when you talk about his legacy and everything like that is injuries. And I think that also plays a big part in this Kobe discussion as well. Kobe basically played every single game mm-hmm. leading up to that final stretch of his career, um, whereas Wade battled injuries throughout his career, only played 70-plus games. I, I might have gotten a times. I mean, I respect I might have gotten a little you may, You're making a conversation out of it, yeah, so we're still talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it's a conversation. I do think you can make the point that Wade deserves to be ahead of Kobe. We just, the three of us don't necessarily agree with you, but... I don't think there's a, com- a conversation. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. Fair enough. But go ahead. Finish your, finish your point about the injuries. No, I'm just saying I think that... Look, Wade had an incredible run. He was incredible in the playoffs and everything like that. His career, the prime of his career, probably didn't last as long as it could have. Um, just because of the injuries that he dealt with and everything like that. So I, I, I'm just saying that has to be a part of the discussion. when you, To, to bring it back well. to the Kobe thing, and, and this is something that people forget, Kobe n- never really always played 82 games. Like he had Knicks and Knacks all throughout his, his career. Like he, he, I think he played 82 games maybe twice in his career uh, and or three times. 
and we we just we just assume that he was always healthy. He 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 didn't always he wasn't always healthy. No, he wasn't always healthy. It's just that Wade's injuries were more devastating and and, and really hurt the Miami Heat. Whereas when Kobe was out, at least he had a Shaq or a Palgasol where they were able to stay above water. When Wade was sitting out, early especially with those Miami Heat teams, and when Shaq left before LeBron got there, you could really see the drop-off. So it, it just stood out that Dwayne Wade wasn't. I, but I also days. think that like the injuries that – I feel like like you were saying with Kobe, the injuries that he had, he played through a lot of those injuries, right. whereas Wade, it was primarily his knee, and you can't play through that. And I think that's the difference between the two of them. I do think that some of the uh – the games played, especially the era in which Wade's prime came, which predated a lot of the load management stuff. Um, I, I think that that's a big reason for the lack of MVP love, right? Because now in today's NBA, you can play in 75 games and, and win an MVP, right? Right. And it happened every once in a while, like Allen Iverson comes to mind. But for the most part, you know, from that 2005 to 2011 range, like, if you're not playing in 80 games or 78 games, you're not sniffing the MVP award. Right. And so I, I do think that that's probably part. I think that I do. The, yeah, that's the I, MVP results is not a, I think that's more, that has more to do with the lack of games played and the era in which he played than it does necessarily Wade's ability or standing among his peers. You said that that's basically the point that I was getting to. So thank you. You said, you said it much more eloquently than I did. <laughs> I appreciate that. But what's his best season? Back to that. What would be his best season in your mind? Is it that 2008-2009 season where he finished third in MVP vote? I still feel like that title run. No, go ahead. Oh, no, it was 100%. I think that was his best peak as, as a player or as far as right. like, like if you, when I think prime D Wade, I think of that season. I think back to like the, the MVP propaganda that they had that, like the MV3 stuff. That they, I had an MV3 shirt that, that they had that year. Yeah, like, you know, so I think <laughs> when I think back to like prime D Wade, I definitely think of that because he had a bunch of clutch moments that year. Again, like that roster, I, I looked, they lost to the Hawks in the first round that year in, in seven games. In the playoffs? It, in, in the, Who's on the Hawks roster? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, I feel like that had to be like the Joe, the Joe Johnson era, uh, Josh, Josh Smith. Smith, you know, Al Horford, um, that that Hawks team, oh, but the, the, the Heat scored sixty four points in, in game one of that series. That different is, different that era of basketball. That's, that's, don't that's, do that. No, which is why that two thousand six finals is insane. Yeah, because guys average thirty five a game now in the playoffs yeah. or in a series, and you right. don't really blink. But to do that in two thousand six is absolutely ludicrous. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He wasn't getting penalized for not taking threes, Correct. which he didn't. He didn't do right. much of. Uh, sorry, Gil, we cut you off. No, yeah. So I would, I would think, I would think that, that was the year. I mean, that that team had like a young Michael Beasley. Like it was his rookie year. Um, that Jermaine O'Neal was on that team, so it wasn't like the the strongest team, but he really had them on the brink of making it to the second round. Uh, and he averaged, he led the league in scoring. I think he des- deserved maybe a little more MVP love than he got. So when I think of that peak D Wade, I do think of that also, and I also think of his career in two acts. Obviously, I think the second part he had to kind of adjust and kind of take a back seat uh, when LeBron came into town. I still think he had a lot more to show than he actually did, um, but I think that he would take the championships over showing more and having more MVP caliber seasons. Did that LeBron arrival actually help the longevity of Dwayne Wade's career? I think it helped. I think it helped the longevity, but I, I actually think it. All right, it did. It definitely did not tarnish Dwayne Wade's legacy because sure. he won four more finals. He won two more rings, but I do think that it significantly takes away from remembering Dwayne Wade as the guy because I do think that he gets lost. I think when people think of Dwayne Wade, 
the first thing they think about now is oftentimes the playing second fiddle to LeBron. So Scottie Pippen. Right. They think of him as modern Scottie Pippen. Sure. Whereas I think that the proper way of thinking about Dwayne Wade uh, is the pre-LeBron stuff. Before, I mean, he's the guy that LeBron wanted. He recruited LeBron, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine Scottie Pippen recruiting Michael Jordan to go play with him. Right. You know what I mean? Um, if, if, Wade had had Le- if Wade and LeBron had teamed up earlier in their careers, went on their four championship or four uh, finals run, won two, and later in his career, won one ring on his own. Do you think we think about Dwayne Wade a lot differently? No, I, so I, it's one area where I think it actually helps that he won it before LeBron got there. Okay. Because I think I mean, he had nothing to prove. Like, he had proven, like, I can be the guy on a title team. Right? LeBron, we still didn't know that about LeBron. I see. Yeah. But, I mean, before I they even played, like, LeBron had only been to one finals and got swept. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that. It actually helped LeBron's legacy, though, in the way that he was. A, everyone questioned whether or not he could do it on his own, quote unquote. And he didn't do it on his own in Cleveland. He, no, you know, Kevin no. Love and, and Kyrie Irving had a lot to do with it as well. But away from Wade and Bosch, that one championship he won in Cleveland is looked upon differently than than had he won it in Miami with Wade. I think that Wade's legacy would be looked completely different. If he had won early with LeBron in his career and then won the one by himself later on, I think the lasting memory wouldn't be. I don't want to use Scottie Pippen like it's a, it's a negative kind of like a negative thing. Scottie Pippen is one of the fifty greatest players to ever play sure. the game, but I don't think he looks at he's looked at as a sidekick as the way that most look at him now. I think if he was able to win one on his own after LeBron had left, we'd be looking at it differently. Yeah, I get like kind of like that's the most recent memory type thing. Yeah. Like you know that <clears throat> like our most recent memory was like. Man, we know what LeBron's going to come with because Dwayne Wade was a little bit older. He was battling those new issues. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, what version are we going to get this game? You were a little worried about, is he going to be able Because I know half of it was him having to take a, a step back so LeBron could be LeBron. But the other half of it was dealing with the knee problems and knee issues that affected his performance. Um, and he, he came up and, and showed up when it mattered the most, when they needed him to. And, I mean, he did his thing, and they wouldn't have won without he and Chris Bosh doing what they did. But I think that people think of that so much as, man, like, if if they they need like they were that extra I guess that role that they needed to, to fulfill with LeBron being the MVP that he was and I don't think that people think too much about him being the guy that won that championship and had an historic final series at 24 years old because it was so long ago. Yeah, I was in the building uh, for their first championship run, the first year they won the title, the year after losing to Dallas. I was in the building in Indiana when they were down two one in that series. Chris Bosh is injured. And they needed a game from somebody. LeBron's facing all types of pressure. And Dwayne Wade comes up with 41 points, 10 rebounds. I think LeBron had 39 and like 19 or something like that. And they, and they win that game. That was after Lance Stevenson had, had said, had called them <laughs> chokers. And he was sitting on the bench. And, and funny Lance Stevenson story. The night before the game, I was out. I, I guess I could tell the statute of limitations is out on this. I was out at the club in, uh, in Indiana. Lance Stevenson pulls up. 3 a.m. The, ne- the day, the game was at 3 p.m. the next day, ABC game. Lance Stevenson is, is, is out Love it. at 3 a.m. And uh, we had a conversation. He was like, where are you guys from? Toronto. He's like, oh, Barbosa's on our team. He's from Toronto. And that's so we started talking about it. And then halfway through the conversation, someone asked him, like, don't you guys have curfew? And Lance Stevenson's response was, I don't play anyway, so it doesn't matter whether or not I have curfew. <laughs> <laughs> That's my memory of Lance Stevenson. But uh, he actually ignited Dwayne Wade to have that great game. 41 points, 
And I think that gets lost in it because he only averaged 25, I think, in that playoff series, and it was even worse in the second, uh, in the second championship run. So we, we kind of forget how nice Dwayne Wade really and was. I th- and I think that that – so that first year that they played together in 2010-11, I, I actually do think, like, D. Wade was LeBron's equal that first year. I think the, 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 the next three years – LeBron clearly established himself as the guy there. Right. But I do think had they had they finished the job and won that first title, especially with the way that LeBron played in the finals against Dallas, Dwayne Wade was by far Miami's best player in that series. Mm-hmm. Say a couple a couple of things go differently, and despite LeBron having that really weird series, the Heat go on to win, and Dwayne Wade is the best player on LeBron's team in a finals. I think that would significantly alter also how we think, not only about Dwayne Wade, but probably about LeBron a little bit too. He was great. 26 points, seven rebounds, five assists on, uh, on 54% from the field in that first final series that they lost to Dallas. He was, he was great. You know, it's funny. The, you mentioned that game against the Pacers. One of my biggest memories of Dwayne Wade is from that same series, but it was game four um, because the Heat were down 2-1 against the Pacers. In game four, they were down at halftime. And then I remember in the second half, LeBron and Dwayne Wade just went absolutely berserk. They combined for 43 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. And Wade only finished with 30 points. So it doesn't, look, it doesn't look like a significant game when you just look at his you know, game logs in, in that season and everything like that. But they tie the series up 2-2. And then they win the next two to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, that, that's one of those games that, that stands out to me for Wade because he always just seemed, you know, their backs are against the wall. Can you imagine, like, if that team, after losing the finals the year before, loses in the conference semifinals against the Pacers? Him and, him and LeBron show up, lead the team to victory, and then from there on out, they win their first championship together. Um, so that, that's one of those big games that, I, that I'll always remember from him and just how amazing he was, even next to so LeBron. you're trying to say that Dwayne Wade saved LeBron's life. He legacy. carried him. I, those were not my words. Those are your words, right? <laughs> it's there. close. It's kind of what you're getting at. Right on the lines. No, all, you know what? Though, all jokes aside, though, he, he did. He didn't save it, but he is a large, a bigger part than we give him credit for, for LeBron's. LeBron is going to go down as either, in your opinion, in many's opinion, either the best or second best player of all time. And I, I don't think we can discount how important Dwayne Wade is to his career and his legacy. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you hear LeBron say it all the time. You know, he went down to Miami. He compares it to like going to college for four years. He learned how to be a champion. And who did he learn it from? He learned it from... Pat Riley and Eric Spolster in that culture, but Dwayne Wade was front and center. I mean, this is Miami Wade County. I think that Dwayne Wade deserves a lot of credit. Obviously, he didn't like do anything for it. Like, I mean, LeBron is the guy that went and had 45 and 18 in game six in Boston, but just learning how to drown out the noise and like what it takes to win a championship series. Dwayne Wade had done it already at 24, and I think a big part of LeBron just learning on a day to day how to do it, and that's what he took back with him to Cleveland, and then he brought one there. So, Dwayne Wade deserves a lot of credit in just being that person that LeBron could bounce off of and, and learn from um, to become a champion. And they did it together. They did it twice together. And then LeBron was able to do it moving forward and is now pursuing it again. And a lot of that is owed to what he learned during his years in Miami. I, I think it would be unfair and a little bit disrespectful to, to Dwayne Wade to say that his biggest, his biggest legacy or most important lasting legacy is not saving LeBron's legacy, but sort of setting up LeBron for this path to become the first or second or third greatest player of all time, whatever you say. But I, I, I mean, that's, it's pretty crazy to think about, though, when you look at the other great players that, that are in that same breath, whether it's 
you know, Michael Jordan had Scotty and Kareem had had Magic and he had late career Oscar with him and like I'm not sure that there's any other player that's on that all time GOAT Mount Rushmore that sort of had a bigger helping hand from another peer uh than what Dwayne Wade was able to give LeBron. And when you really start pulling back the the layers on like like you, like Scott, you mentioned that 2012 series or uh, how the 2011 finals played out, what could have happened differently. Like it, it really is fascinating to me to kind of reevaluate and sort of and sort of look at those sliding doors about how certain things could have gone differently had Dwayne Wade not been there to sort of save the day, so to speak. Yeah, we, we always talk about how you need at least nowadays it's you need at least three guys, like three all stars to win a championship. But back then you needed two. And when you look at NBA history, as you as you as you were talking about, I was thinking about all the guys that we consider all time greats, Kareem, Wilt, Bill Russell. They all have and I don't want to call them sidekicks, but they all had a second guy. And but Bill Russell had like eight Hall of Fame teammates. <laughs> yeah. Kareem or, or Kareem had, as you said, had Oscar uh, and and Magic. Um, you know, Wilt had Hal Greer and then Jerry West. Uh, Michael had Scotty, obviously. Even even Tim Duncan had David Robinson, and then Manu and Tim and, and and Tony Parker. So you think about all the great greats that we've ever had. Dwayne Wade might be. Is he? I'm going to say it. Is he the best sidekick ever of all time? Man, it's hard to take that from Scotty, right? It's a conversation to be had. Though. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, when I'm you gonna... think about Scotty, Scotty's been great, okay? And the ones we didn't get Scotty alone for a, enough time to really see what he could have done in his prime. And the one year that we did, the dude almost won MVP. Yeah, like they he won, was, what, two fewer games? <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. And that was just the one year. But without LeBron, we knew that Dwayne Wade was a champion. So his, when you were just talking about Wade and kind of opening, allowing LeBron to come to that team and kind of handing the torch to him, Steph Curry came to mind for me in Golden State over the last couple of years and allowing Kevin Durant to come on that team and basically sacrificing a lot and the touches and his role and everything like that to fit mm. in Kevin Durant. And it seems wrong to call, in the same way that we're kind of talking about Wade and saying it's weird to call him a sidekick, it's weird <laughs> to call either Kevin Durant or Steph Curry a sidekick. <laughs> but if we're talking about who the best number two is on a championship team, I feel like they've got a factor in this. That's pretty good. Steph, Steph Curry's probably, yeah, Steph Curry's yeah. probably the best. Number two. That was also a unanimous one D. Exactly. Exactly. He's the best sidekick. That's the first one. Sorry, Scotty. Sorry, Dwayne. (laughs) (laughs) It's Steph. It is Steph. Uh, No, you're right about that. Thank you for for bringing that up. But but Dwayne's two then. One thing I do. (laughs) He's top three, right? At at the very least. I'm glad he brought up Steph's name because I'm I'm staring at a screen that, and one of the names on here is Curry. So we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, what was Dwayne Wade's best season. Right. And I think that for a lot of people, it's that 08-09 season, which I, I, I think that's his best regular season. I would still go with 05-06 just because of what that playoff run did. I think that in the grand scheme of things, I will remember that more than anything else. Not to cut uh, you so, off, I, I just wanted to say, though, because you brought it up and I want to hammer home that point, Shaq wasn't Shaq when Dwayne Wade was doing what he was doing in that season. Like Shaq, Shaq... People have a better memory of what Shaq was as a Miami Heat player than what he actually was. Like, he wasn't 2000 Shaq that won the MVP and and really carried the Lakers. By the time he got to Miami, I don't want to say that he was lazy, but he was far from the dominant force that he was in L.A. 
Despair. He still made it. He still made a first team All NBA in Miami. But that's he was not. I mean, a lot of it was like the Derek Jeter wins Gold Gloves because he's Derek Jeter. Exactly. Shaq was first team All NBA because he's Shaq. I mean, he um, also his first two seasons averaged twenty two and ten. It's not and two blocks. Like when, go not, go check out the playoff numbers though. They, sure, they weren't great. Like he wasn't. He wasn't. Look, he was. He wasn't the Shaq. You, to your point, he wasn't like prime Shaq or anything. He was still a valuable player and obviously played a role in in, in that team yeah, being no as good as they were. First team All NBA each of his first two seasons yeah. in Miami, including that 05-06 season. Anyway, anyway, this is sorry, Shaq. Go, going back to uh, <laughs> going back to D Wade though. So that 08-09 season. Uh, Dwayne Wade finishes with a PER of 30.4. At that point in time, the only guard in NBA history with a better one over a single season was Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. During that season, D-Wade did it with a usage rate of over 36%. And this is before that became normal, right? Like we didn't have James Harden doing this yet. We didn't have Russell Westbrook doing this yet. We didn't have Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard. We did not yet have these high volume guards that is a give the ball to me and get the hell out of my way and let me create everything. And so in a, in a sense, I think Dwayne Wade deserves a little bit more credit than he gets for kind of ushering in this new wave of the, uh, of the do everything guard of the run the everything, run your entire offense through one guy on the perimeter in a way that really before he came along, the only guy to ever really do that was Michael Jordan. And that, and he did it so long ago that it's like, it's like a different point in time. And, you know, I think back to Dwayne Wade's rookie year, like he was playing point guard a lot, his rookie year. So I know he's a shooting guard, but he's somebody that kind of sort of like how in today's NBA, right? Like it's, it's kind of positionless in the sense that uh, guys don't really have positions. Like LeBron is more of a point guard than he is a small forward, even though he's listed as a small forward. Same with Luca. Same with that. I think that Dwayne Wade started to usher in this modern era of the high volume, do everything guard. And I'm not sure that that's something that gets enough attention when we're talking about the overall legacy of Dwayne Wade and his impact on sort of the evolution of the league and sort of where we are now. So is, you're saying that it's not Wade's, it's not Kobe's fault. It's Wade's fault. It's, it's what? It's Wade's fault. What's Wade's fault? That he is the guy that says, give me the ball, get out of every, everyone get out of the way. Who's, run everything who said that's a problem? Me. I'm not saying it's a problem. I just want to clarify. Well, when, so when we saw Kobe do it, we saw Kobe do it because he didn't have anyone else around him. Sure. We didn't see it as a, we're running a system because we're going to win that way. What does Allen Iverson factor in this? I don't know. You tell me. I'm asking you because when you when you were saying all that, he's the one guy that jumped to mind for me when it was like this this guy because he was like he played shooting guard right next to was it Eric Snow. Yeah. But it's like he's I mean he he was, he was the point guard on that team. He's the kind of do it all. He shoot threes mid range, create plays, offense runs through him. That's, that's just fair. that's just the first guy that came to me around that time. He did have high usage at that time. He had absurd usage yeah, at that time. That's I mean he, he wasn't as efficient. So to Mike's no, he point, wasn't. like he wasn't even as close to like Wade was. High usage, yes, but he was so much more efficient than we had, anyone we had seen at the passes. And, and I think Iverson is, Iverson is is so unique and different that it's hard. Like You can't point to Allen Iverson and say, we're going to recreate that because there's just not like 5'11 dudes walking around that are as skilled and are, are able to do the things that Iverson is able to do. Whereas you point to somebody like D. Wade and you say, hey, we can get a – uber talented six, four versatile shooting guard. That's 
incredibly explosive and athletic, and we're just going to give the ball to that guy more and ask him to do That's like it's, it's an archetype that you can build around a lot more easily than a. Is that is that the reason why his body broke down? Probably, right? I, I think it has to be. I mean, he's like the NBA version of Earl Campbell. <laughs> You know, like it's just Scott's like who? Who's no, that? That Scott, what do you know about Earl Campbell? <laughs> that reference did nothing for me. Campbell soup? What's that? That, that reference did nothing for me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, I, yeah, I agree. I think I think the I think the point you were trying to make is that he did usher in an era of you know uh, a positionless basketball, really, at least from the guard position. Yeah, he, he he did. He did absolutely. The only thing he didn't do was take threes, Scott. What? Why do you turn to me for that? Because you're a three guy. I am a three guy, but and I, and I think to to what you were saying, the way that Wade played also probably impacted his longevity and all the injuries and things like that. Because he was a guy who just relentlessly attacked the basket. Like we were talking that final series, he averaged I think it was like 18 free throws a game in the final four games of that series. It's like there's there's something I could say here, but I'll leave it alone. No, <laughs> say it. No, no but say I, it. Let's go. Even beyond that series, though, he's a guy who you look. You at said his, you woke up today, ate your Wheaties, had some coffee, and were ready to pod. Don't start pulling punches uh, now. I'm gonna keep my job. Um, <laughs> but he was always a guy who got beyond that series. He was always a guy who got the free throw line a lot, attacked the basket, excellent cutter. He's probably not given enough credit for how you know he didn't shoot a ton of threes next to LeBron, things like that. But he really embraced being a cutter and playing off ball. And, and just the, his style of play probably impacted all that stuff as well. The, the injuries and longevity and things like that. All right. Where's Wade rank? Uh, is, he, is he overrated, underrated, or is he properly rated by NBA history? Where, where do you think, when we talk about Dwayne Wade, I'll go first because I, I see you guys with all confused faces. I'm not confused. Um, all right, he, go Scott just, right, here we go. He's properly rated. Are you surprised by that take from me? That uh, no, right down surprised. the middle. But what, I, I feel. I feel like everyone appreciates Wade and his. Just, I mean, the writing was on the wall last year. He, we all knew that he was going to retire. So I feel like, based on what everyone was saying during that period and how he was appreciated by NBA players and everyone around the league and everything like that, I feel like everyone does understand how much he meant to the league, how much he changed the league, um, and how incredible he was. So I don't think in any way, shape, or form he's underrated. I don't think he's overrated either. I, I think he's. I think everyone knows exactly what he did and appreciates him for it. Tell me I'm wrong if anyone disagrees. I won't say he's like criminally underrated, but I will say slightly underrated because I think that kind of we touched on it a little bit. Just the most recent memory for a lot of people would be the years alongside LeBron. And I think that people kind of look at him as being like the second guy and they forget you know how how good he actually was or how, how great he actually was before and even the flashes that he showed no pun intended the the but the the moments that he had after LeBron left I think about uh the infamous purple shirt guy game uh in Charlotte you know when he mm-hmm. when he goes off in the playoffs I also think about uh the game they had they had in Philly uh when he when, when he got back from Cleveland which is one of the things we won't really talk about that didn't happen but when he when he made the playoffs the <laughs> most most recent time when he made the playoffs with Miami um, he had a, a vintage performance, as they called it. You know, they went to uh, Philly. I think the one win that they had in that series, he comes off the bench, has 28 points on 11 for 16 shooting, seven boards, three dimes, two steals, um, and they, they get a win, still home court advantage to Philly, and they're like, oh, man, like this Heat team can, can give them fits. And then the last thing, just you talk about his longevity, his final season, he averaged 15 points per game. Like He looked like he had plenty left in the tank, 
you know, considering all the injuries. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about plenty. <laughs> he looked like he had some. Like, <laughs> it he looked, looked like he could have played a couple of games. The gas was definitely on. He could have filled, you know, the, the, little, the little Gatorade he's advertising, drank some some of that, and, and, had, average, and had a year or two left of, like, he didn't. It didn't look like, oh man, like D Wade, like hang it up. It looked like, okay, man, we might be able to get a little more out of it, right? Like, Especially when you compare the other person who retired that season and Dirk, who looked very at a different, very different point in his career, right? Like I was worried Dirk was going to be able to get around the, the all the racks in sixty <laughs> seconds for the three point contest. Like D, like D Wade averaged averaged fifteen a game over seventy two games. Like like some of the time he missed last year wasn't even for injuries because he you know because to be with his wife after they had a daughter. Like it wasn't like he was out here body breaking down anything like that. Like I think, but I also think that. That is a great way for him to have gone out. I don't think he pushed it. I think he knew exactly what the limit was. And to say that he did that and he changed his game and accepted the role as a sixth man for a team that I think, again, give him a lot of credit for the heat having the year that they have now. Like a lot of those guys, you know, Duncan Robinson, Derek Jones, Bam Adebayo, a lot of guys like kind of learned. Obviously, Jimmy Butler came in, but like he established that culture and taught those guys how to be who they are. So I think that was a good lasting memory of him and we won't give him as much credit for that. I think he, he, Proved. I, I honestly think even I, I agree with Carlin. Like that, he was running on fumes. That 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 needle was yeah. really hitting the E and yeah. vacillating hard. But I do think like he belonged on the floor. Like it wasn't embarrassing watching Dwayne Wade out there. Like and the, he could close out a game, and it it looked like he belonged. Like he didn't seem out of place. It didn't seem like he was sort of getting grandfathered into uh, to playing there. I do think it's interesting to think like. Had he learned how to shoot, and I, I don't mean that like in a in a bad way. I, I sincerely mean like had he developed a reliable outside jumper, and had he transitioned into a bench guy earlier, like would he still be go? Like could he have had a ten year run as sort of like the next Manu in that type of role? I mean, you. I don't know. Of- Ten years is strong. Ten's a big. Ten's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, Vince Carter's the guy who's done that, right? Right. That's right. what. That's like kind of what compl- I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he, like Vince Carter embraced that, and he's still playing really forty two early, right? Like right. Vince probably even embraced that two or three years before. Maybe he could have, or you could argue should have. Like I wonder if Dwayne Wade had done that earlier. But then my question is: Would Dwayne Wade have been Dwayne Wade? Probably not. If you give, yeah. if you, if he. If you gave Dwayne Wade or Vince Carter Dwayne Wade's mentality, Vince Carter is a champion at some point in his career. Vince Carter was cool with just that's fair with being cool. Uh, Dwayne Wade that probably didn't slide for him. I think that he is properly probably overrated in Miami. Outside of Miami, I think he's a little bit underrated. Um, I, I think the last year really saved his legacy, in my opinion, because if we had seen him go out. In Cleveland, remembering him yeah, as a Cleveland Cavalier, yeah, the way that he looked there, I, I think our we would be just it would just be it looked Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs, even though he won a playoff game. Man, there. don't he almost made it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, he almost made it. To, what's about like Joe Namath maybe playing go. for? Don't who, rain on my Chiefs yeah, parade, I won't man. do that. You guys just won a Super Bowl. You should you should still be happy. I'm but like it, it's it's not even Jordan Wizards. It's like Hakeem playing for the Raptors or you Patrick Ewing Sonics. When you go out on a team that you're not supposed to go out on and you look bad doing so, it just kind of tarnishes the way that we remember you a little bit. Uh, so I, I do think that going back to Miami, and as Gil said, didn't embarrass, embarrass himself while he was there, uh, I, I think that that saved his legacy a little bit. And, and, and the year-long celebration also, I think, gave us an opportunity leading up to this point to remember him 
what we should remember. The, the, the year-long celebration was a bit much, as is the three-day ceremony. I'm like, okay with it. It's fine. I, I'm not going to get all worked up over it. It's, it's a little much. But, it, but again, that's why I think he's overrated I, in Miami, but outside of that, underrated. Because it, it's not a national TV game for them. It's just a regular Miami game. Like, they didn't, the ESPN's not down there this week, you know? Yeah. P- part of me, I, I, want it, I want it to say that he's underrated, but I do think he's properly rated. I don't think anyone walks around criminally underrating Dwayne Wade. I think that the missed games thing is, is very real, and yeah. it's, a very fair, it's a fair way to look at it. You can't just look at the player uh, and the ability on the floor without also bringing to light the fact that he just missed a lot of time and like that resulted in not winning an MVP or finishing high. Um, one of the things I, I do find interesting is I, I think that Dwayne Wade's defense gets a little bit underlooked. Uh, that 08-09 season that we talked about, maybe his best regular season ever, finished third in defensive player of the year voting. But you made, you made three all defensive teams. That, no, but I mean, like I, I would never have guessed that Dwayne Wade finished third in defensive player of the year voting. No, I wouldn't. And he did that in a year in which he led the league in scoring. I don't want to put that's you guys insane. On, yeah, that's really good. I don't want to put you guys on the spot. The conversation you were having about whether or not he's the all-time blocks leader in as a shooting guard. What what is where is that? Yeah. So um, if you look at if you look at Basketball Reference on guards, Jordan actually has more blocks than him. Um, but it's weird because Jordan, the last two years in Washington, if you look on basketball reference, he's a small forward, so it's a little bit hazy. But basically, all time, if you combine regular season and block and regular season and postseason, Dwayne Wade has more blocks than any other guard in NBA history, which speaks to how good he was on that end of the floor. And I feel he's had so many iconic blocks as well. I remember the one that he had. I can't remember. I can't remember what team it was against, but he had a huge block at someone on the rim. Took a couple dribbles and then launched like a half court, three quarter uh, right. shot, yeah. and made it. Uh, for the win he he's just what he was able to do at the rim his size too because what he's like six four like you don't see guys that size protect the rim like he did um and that's just another side he goes start at center for the rockets now if you want (laughs) at least power forward right (laughs) so wait one question (laughs) hey now they can rust though so (laughs) this overrated in miami is he not the greatest heat Heater, heat player ever though. Heater, no heater. Is he not? Is he not though the greatest? I think he is. It's hands down. Yeah, yeah, I, that, I mean that. And anyone in Miami would say yeah, that's yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean obviously, he's, obviously, he's not the best player to put on. You know, I mean, obviously, LeBron in 2013 is the best player to put. But like greatest, obviously, body at work. The same way you look it's at sort of like like Lowry, Lowry in Toronto. In Toronto like right? the same way we look at like that. But like, I guess like that's their guy, and I think that he again like his role in establishing the culture like i think it's pretty natural that they're going to overrate him just like any other guy who's like the greatest in their franchise history is going to be overrated in that market i feel like you know you you can look and see like i feel like there's probably things that plenty of people think are gratuitous when they like i'm sure the, the hornets will probably have a three-day celebration or for they might have a 15-day celebration when they retire 15 for kimba walker who knows one, one thing, <laughs> yeah honestly one, one part of all this that i think is a little <laughs> bit uh foreshadowing what's to come I think Dwayne Wade is going to be the next Charles Barkley in the sense that I think he, there's a decent chance that 20 years from now, he becomes more famous as a, a person talking basketball than he was playing basketball. This guy, he loves the spotlight, and I mean that in a good way. Like yeah. he's, he's really articulate. He's not afraid to back down on anything. He will talk about any, any subject at any time. 
Uh, he loves being in the spotlight. And again, I mean that in a good way. Uh, everything that, that he's, you know, uh, been very forthright and upcoming talk, and, and upfront talking about his daughter over the last week. He's at the finals. He's at the all-star game. He's smiling. He's go, He's well, well, everybody loves him. He's well-respected among all his peers. Wife. Famous why? I mean, like, I, I honestly think like Dwayne Wade is not going anywhere. And I, I think that there, that we're, we're setting up for Dwayne Wade to sort of take the mantle from Charles Barkley as a kind of like a face of the sport and sort of how like Barkley was overshadowed his entire career by the Michael Jordans of the world uh, and, and magic early. And then the other guys in the nineties later, I think that there's a, and now I think is unequivocally the face of sort of NBA talking heads NBA. Charles Barkley is the most famous basketball commentator in the world. I could see Dwayne Wade sort of, uh, following in those footsteps. I, I agree with you in the sense that he's going to be bigger as a post-playing guy. I actually think that he's not going to be pigeonholed to just doing basketball. Like, I can see him going the Michael Strahan route and doing entertainment, doing yeah. music, doing so many other things outside of basketball that I know Barkley has tried to do in the past and just <laughs> ends not up being a great, meme. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think Dwayne Wade's going to be more than just one of the guys that sit on the desk talking hoops. I think he's going to be you know, uh, he's going to take it to another level. You want the D Wade Gabrielle Union show? Yeah, I mean, if they don't have a reality show, I'll be shocked. Wade's probably right. not judging any more dunk contests, though, right? We can probably rule that out. <laughs> that's for the, that's for yeah. everyone. Yeah. They didn't have Math at didn't yeah. have Marquette. He didn't take it there. Okay. <laughs> he didn't take it there. All right, D Wade a Legacy. Uh, you've heard it from us. You can also go on NBA.com and read all about it as well. Three days, apropos for the number three that's going up in the rafters. In uh, it's American Airlines. Right? <laughs> I keep forgetting the name. American that Airlines. Nice pause for the, somewhere in Miami. Pause at the that end. stadium to play basketball in Miami for Micah Adams, Scott Rafferty, and Gil McGregor. I'm Carlton Gay. We will see you next week right here 